the defensive starters, they're going to get some reps against the Atlanta Falcons. Plus, we've got training camp practice takeaways for you as we prepare for preseason game number two. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals covering your team every day and you can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and when you do that you can become a first listener making us your first listener of the day. You can become an everydayer not missing anything as we prepare you for the regular season. We did our 53-man projection yesterday. Tomorrow, we've got a game preview coming up. But today, we have our first, I guess, talking point about the Bengals' second preseason game that we're really going to dig into, and that is that it appears that the defensive starters will play at least a series or something like that, at least according to several Bengals players who spoke mm-hmm. in the locker room after practice on Wednesday. Defensive starters set to play. I have it on really good authority that it is going going to be one series. So if that's a three and out, it's a three and out. If it's a pick on the first possession or on the first play from scrimmage, that's it. It's a bubble screen gone wrong. Whatever the case is, it's one series and that's it. It could also, I guess, be a 10-yard touchdown drive, which would really stink if it went that route. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's one series for the defense. And, and I think the logic behind this, Jake, it's pretty simple. You want Daxon, Nick Scott to get some reps in a live game before the start of the regular season. Obviously, we know they're new together in that, that safety room. And I think some might say, okay, we'll just play those two. Fine, but it would be nice to have the entire starting secondary. It would be nice to have the same pass right. It, it would be nice to do all that. So why not get everybody a couple of reps Hopefully it's just four or three and uh, four would be good. I I think giving up a first down and then having to to run downfield a few times, it would be good for conditioning. One player told me. So, uh, you know, I I think that uh, overall this is the right decision, but if it wasn't Dax Allen in uh, in Nick Scott, I'm not sure they would even play the starters Hmm. on defense on Friday. It'd be good to get some reps against another offense. And we'll talk about, the Bengals offense this defense needs a challenge gives you a little bit of a hint as to how Wednesday's practice went for these quarterbacks in Cincinnati again but Bijan Robinson that, that'll be fun that's that's Drake a good London. player Kyle Drake Pitts London. Kyle Pitts yep those are those are the big three Desmond Ritter of course Stuck. who I would love to be back in Cincinnati right now Another spoiler for what's coming in a few minutes. Man, if only they had drafted Aiden O'Connell. Anyway, it'll be good for these defensive Dorian players. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. To, to get some Thompson-Robinson. <laughs> wow. It'd be good for these defensive players. He's crushing it right now in Is Cleveland. It? Yeah. And the Bengals met with him. They were in on him. Yeah, no. Unlike Deshaun Watson, who apparently threw another interception to Reed Blankenship on Ooh. Wednesday. Eagle starting safety. That's three. Anyway, uh, 
it'll be interesting to see what's going on with this defense against another team, against another unit, against an mm-hmm. Arthur Smith offense that maybe will lean heavily on Bijan Robinson. Who will be out there with the starting corners? Did we see a return for Sidney Jones to practice, James, on Wednesday? No, Sidney Jones still out, and uh, whoo, that's uh, that's interesting. Now, who will be the starters? I'll tell you. I would be shocked if it's not Juan Drago, mm-hmm. DJ Turner the second. I think it's going to be him, and good for him. You want to talk about valuable reps, and, and he'll play after the starters come out because he's not necessarily a starter, but huge reps for him. We've talked about how he could face T. Higgins. What if he somehow faces Drake London? Like, that's a huge size difference. Could be interesting. And maybe we'll get a look at a three safety set to deal with Kyle Pitts on a third down at some point. That could be interesting as well, just to see what kind of stuff Lou Anarumo is ready to roll out. But it is a preseason game, so maybe they'll keep things pretty standard. Look at us talking football. Preseason football. But it is true that the Atlanta Falcons will also play their starters. Arthur Smith said that a couple of days ago now. I think that was... Almost last week, actually it was last week when he said that the starters will play. So should get a look at some Atlanta Falcons starters and DJ Turner tackling Bijan Robinson. There's a challenge, right? For for the undersized corner who's great with the ball in the air, but you need to tackle in the NFL as well, especially in Luana Rumo's defense. So for all these guys, a good opportunity to go against another team to get some live reps, to do some live hitting do a little bit of a warm-up but as Zach Taylor's pointed out as well it it, it is preseason so even if they're out there getting a handful of plays it's going to pale in comparison to the amount of work they're getting in practices it's it's not like a huge huge deal but just getting those live reps getting that experience in can't hurt no it can't Mike Hilton's excited by the way because he's from Atlanta lives down there and uh so he's going to play in front of some family, even if it's one series. So he's, he's excited to do that. And uh, I think the other question is about the offense and whether or not you'd play the offensive starters without Joe Burrow. It can be a little tricky if you do, because one quarterback would have them and one quarterback wouldn't. Well, based on what I heard today, they have no plans of playing Orlando Brown Jr., Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Cordell Volson, Ted Karras, i.e. The, the starting offense is not going to play on Friday night. And to me, I don't know what you think, Jake, to me, this makes sense because without Burrow, and again, this is hinting at what we're going to get to camp observation live. Everything's different. Everything's different. Every pass Jamar catches is different. It feels different. T Higgins, the line looks different and feels different. And I, I think that that's as much as anything, obviously you have the injury risk and all of those things, but like, what's the point? And I, and I think it's just the risk-reward. It's just it's not worth it. There's maybe an argument that says, again, just getting reps against another team is valuable. They did that against the Packers. Mm-hmm. There's maybe an argument that says it would be useful for the offensive line to get a series to establish some in-game familiarity against a different defensive scheme with Orlando Brown playing next to Cordell Volson against another team for the second time outside of Green Bay or, or Jonah Williams next to Alex Kappa. That would be the argument. But again, without Joe Burrow, and we'll talk about this, it, it affects every single level of this offense. In practice, you notice it certainly would be apparent in a game as, as well, unless one of these quarterbacks catches an absolute heater. And so 
it's a little nihilistic or defeatist, I guess. But when you ask the question, what's the point? It's a challenging question with the way these quarterbacks have played over the last week. And yeah. that's where we're going to go next. Let's let's talk about these quarterbacks, unfortunately, again, and, and how that's really starting to impact this Bengals offense in practice in more and more noticeable ways. We'll go there as we get into some training camp notes coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. And it supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And it works. 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplement. So take the first step for visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Again, that's Nutrafol.com slash men, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men with promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Let's talk about these quarterbacks Again, this is the third straight day that we're going to have to talk about these quarterbacks. But today, it's the biggest story. That, that's why it, I would much rather talk right. more about it, it. It really is the biggest story. Let, let's talk about why today feels a little bit different. It's something that you started to see some signs of, hear some whispers about. Even when I was in town, there was a little bit of frustration kind of bubbling up with the rest of the offense and, and the rest of the team with the quarterback play. But it seemed to be more apparent and you're there. So I'll let you speak to this, but the couple of clips I saw, you could see it in body language. You could see it in, in the way that players were finishing plays. You can see it in, in a variety of ways, but I'll let you speak to what you heard and saw while you were there today on Wednesday, because it looked like it has reached a new level today. It has. And I think the, the frustrating part is these guys will show like flashes of being competent backup quarterbacks. Jake Browning today started off really well. He was with the second-team offense, drove a ball downfield. They settled for a field goal, but drove all the way downfield. You take that all day long. Trevor Simeon got off to a slow start. And in my head, I'm like, man, this is going to be Jake Browning's day. And after a few drives, they switched, and Browning was with the first team and driving him downfield, a couple completions to T. Higgins. And I'm like, this really is. Jake Browning's taking control of it. And then he imploded. I sent you the screen pass. I DM'd it to you. The screen pass to Jamar Chase is still trying to get to Jamar Chase. It took so long to get there. I still don't know. I, Chase is probably on the practice field waiting for it right now. And that's why Logan Wilson or whoever it was, was able to touch him down. That was like the, the beginning of the end because then he left the ball way short for Jamar Chase uh, when he had beaten Cam Taylor Britt. Cam made a great play to intercept it, but it's probably five yards short. And it's a contested catch situation where Chase clearly had multiple steps on on uh, Cam Taylor Britt. So it was a mixed bag for Jake Browning, and it was a mixed bag for Trevor Simeon. And I think the thing that Simeon did today that he hasn't done in the past is he would just ground the ball and just throw it into the dirt, which 
Joe Burrow almost never does in team drill. Like very rarely in camp does he do that, just to give you an idea. Simeon did it probably five times today. So I just think there's a lot going on. T. Higgins participated in team drills, had a sleeve, a compression sleeve on his left leg, but was fine. Tyler Boyd was out there. That was the guy that Simeon appeared to have the, the most confidence with or rapport with. Uh, found him for a couple first downs, and, and his nicest passes uh, of the day went to Boyd. But, yeah, these guys, it, it, it's a struggle. And so today, I think – and I don't think this is coming from outside. I think this is internally. Guys are looking around like, okay, well, it'd be good if our defense was able to, to face a, a competent off it, offense. So I think some of the guys are excited to to see what the Falcons can do on Sunday or on Friday because this uh, this offense has struggled and has lost multiple days in a row now. And a lot of it comes back to quarterback play. And, and I do think that there are guys in that locker room that are like, man, hopefully Joe can get back like now because the, there's – it isn't even like average backup quarterback play right now. There are flashes of it. I don't want to bury these guys because there are flashes of it. But it is so inconsistent. And, and it's it's hampering everybody. It hurts the defense because they're not getting great work in. It hurts the offense. It hurts the offensive line. It hurts the receivers because they're not. And so that's the part of it that I think we get the answer to Friday, Jake. And that is the biggest story going into Friday's game. Do do one of these guys show? Can they show that they deserve to be the backup? And I don't think it'll be decided then, but maybe it will prevent the Bengals from bringing somebody else in because if they both struggle again and have a 50 quarterback rating, I think you got to really have that conversation and maybe do it. I wonder how that conversation has or hasn't happened or, or to what depth it has occurred so far in the building with the coaches, with, with the front office. I wonder, I, I really do. I don't have much insight either way there, but you're right. It affects everybody in different ways you got jake browning drifting deep in the pocket and jonah williams ends up giving up a sack because browning doesn't ever step up he he just drifts back it's a five-step drop out of shotgun so he's about 10 11 yards deep in the pocket his hitches don't bring him forward at all makes it really hard on your tackle and it wasn't a perfect rep for for jonah by any means but when you're 10 yards deep in the pocket that makes your tackles job much harder if you're not trying to climb the pocket as a result, you mentioned it affects the receivers as well. You got Jamar Chase. There's there's a jump ball where Dax run, ends up colliding with, I think it was DJ Turner over there on a, on a deep ball intended for Jamar Chase. It throws extremely late. And Jamar Turner and Hill came over. Yeah, it was so Jamar late. Makes, it, Jamar oh. makes a business decision. He's like, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to get a big three person collision here after yesterday trying trying to contest the ball and, and you see that a couple times like yeah. t higgins yesterday or, or two days ago whenever it was when he kind of just incredulously looks at mike hilton's interception on that screen pass you, you see cam taylor Britt another time letting up on a deep ball the t higgins ends up catching on a play where dax hill would have sacked jake browning you hope that it's not as bad as it seems it, maybe maybe this is just really magnified right now we're really really scrutinizing it hopefully they're still feeling like they're getting good work in but yeah you wonder how how those conversations have gone if they've gone how deep they've gone because i mean who are you bringing in you got carson wentz matt ryan you got nick joe Foles. flacco nick Foles, chase daniel chad henny i don't know Honestly, if some of those guys are retired or not henny's retired henny's retired I- 
one of those guys has to be better than what I've seen. It, it has to be. And I know some are going to say Brandon Allen. I think Brandon Allen's going to make the 49ers. I, I, that's kind of the belief that they if, would just trade Trey Lance. If they can find a trade partner for Trey Lance, that's a big if, then it, Brandon Allen would be QB3 over there. We know Shanahan yeah. likes him. And I asked Brian, Pre- Brian Peacock, one of the hosts of Locked On 49ers, about this, and he thinks that the way it'll go is they're going to try to trade Trey Lance, as many people do, and, and Brandon Allen makes a team as QB3. But if he doesn't, you got to believe the Bengals would be interested in bringing him back. Sure, and, and some are going to say, well, just trade for Trey Lance, but contract-wise, that does not line up, and they're not going to pay him to go. They may want him out. They're not going to pay him to go. And he hasn't been good. Well, sure. There, At least there's, there's like it, potential and athleticism, but he hasn't been good. I would take him, by the way. I promise you. It's because at least he could, you know, like Carson Wentz is flawed. He can run around a little bit and throw, throw go balls that aren't going to be short. He, they may be 10 yards too long, <laughs> but they're not going to be eight yards short. And, and so, like, which one would you rather do? Like, if you're going to miss, you miss long, usually. Now, if you're throwing over the middle, that's not the case. But Chase is, is going to be open downfield. You know, like, that's, that's the point is it's just – it's really hurting the work they're getting in. And, and I don't necessarily think the coaching staff feels that way fully. But, man, you can see that that is, like, the biggest weakness uh, on this team right now. There's – clear adjustments from the way like you just see the clips you can go look at him go look at body language it it seems like and i hate actually reading into body language too much but there's some stuff that's that's blatantly obvious where it looks like there's some frustration there got some other training camp notes we'll finish up the show with here coming up next as the bengals wrap up the public portion of training camp although practices of course will continue throughout the preseason we'll go there coming up next All right, Jake, let's get into some other takeaways and and thoughts from Wednesday's practice. And look, I I think overall this defense has been really, really good. And so that's the other part of it that I want to discuss from a quarterback standpoint. Like, yeah, no Cheeto, but DJ Turner has been awesome. So that matters. Cam Taylor Britt has leveled up. I think that's fair to say. The front seven is intact. Dax Hill looks even more comfortable. They put in a new blitz today. I tweeted it out. That blitz it was a cool blitz. He would have he would have crushed Jake Browning. Mm-hmm. They didn't blow it dead, and, and he avoided really hitting Browning. He would have put his helmet through Jake Browning's start. Like it would have been a huge sack and it ended up being a completion downfield and the offense said, Oh, well it counts. He got the ball off. No, he would not have gotten the ball off. And so that's like the the different things that they could do potentially with this rotation of defensive linemen, Mike Hilton saying, this is the deepest defensive line we've had since I've been here. The, the secondary speed on the back end. I, I think this defense is really, really good. So that is part of why the quarterbacks are struggling. They shouldn't struggle this much with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and this offensive line. They shouldn't. And so that's the other part of it. And, uh, and so I at least want to give the defense some love because they deserve credit too. They do. Trey Hendrickson, by most accounts, Trey. has been yeah. a monster throughout training camp, as you would expect. DJ Turner, we talked about a lot. DJ Ivy had another pass breakup or two against Andre Yosevash. 
one in the red zone. I think another one not in the red zone. Was it two? A, a good one in the red zone that I remember. Uh, I can't remember another one. Yosavash had a couple catches, though, in team drills today. That, uh, again, it was just like, all right, that's, that's Yoshi being Yoshi. Yoshi Yoshi, according to T. Higgins. That's right. Nobody in the Bengals locker room except Andre Yosavash seems to be able to pronounce Andre Yosavash's last name. Uh, that was an Orlando Brown video that, that Bengals Social did on Tuesday. Any injury updates that we should hit on here? for guys outside of Sydney Jones. Yeah, Sydney Jones out. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything noteworthy. Kappa Joe was Burrow back was with 11s. Today. Kappa was back. Yeah, T did, didn't miss any 11s today. I think that's about it. I think that's about it, right? Looks Is like- there anything else? Looked like Travion Williams was making progress. Dan Horde tweeted that he is hoping to return to practice next week. Terrell Basham, anything sucks. It sucks he can't get out there on Friday. It really does. Yeah. yeah, that would have been would have been a good opportunity for him because we talked it's a lot path, about it. It's the path to four running backs now. If Travion Williams goes out there and pass blocks really well in the final preseason game, are you sold? Is it enough to cut Chris Evans? Like, is it an the, I don't the know. Thing about, the thing about pass blocking reps in the preseason for running backs is at most you're going to get like five a game. Yeah. Yep. It, it's, it's hard to get a good evaluation on a very limited sample size there, but I, we, we've talked to coaches that have told us that they need to see it in a game. Chris Evans has seemed to improve in this area. There, yeah. There's another clip today where the, line, the, the Bengals, Lou Anaruma, has everybody on the line of scrimmage. They're showing zero. Everybody drops out. Chris Evans is in the sniffer role, which is right behind the guard, which helps to, to pick something up quicker. Doesn't have to scan across. Very clear assignment. And on that play, I think it's uh, – Ted Harris ends up going to the ground, blocking B.J. Hill. And that's because Cordell Volson and, and his guy end up barreling into the center. And, and Ted Harris goes down. And, and credit Chris Evans sticking his nose in there against B.J. Hill after we saw him yeah. sticking his nose in there against DJ Reader, like the effort in, in blocking is certainly very clearly there for Chris Evans. And you see that in, you know, personal protector punt drills as well, where he's working that role and, and not shying away from contact there as well. So maybe they see enough from Chris Evans. And I know we get preseason hype trains on Chris Evans. Sometimes to seem to get away from us. And then he doesn't seem to recover out of the doghouse, but maybe, you know, he can show enough to earn that confidence. That would be at this stage, that would almost be ideal is Travion Williams is kind of buried. You haven't seen him all preseason. No one claims him. He just gets to the practice squad. And I'm not saying it's ideal for Travion and I hope he makes the team. You obviously root for everyone. I'm not, but for the Bengals, if you keep three running backs and Evans emerges, he is the best pass catcher on the team. He is now. Did he have a drop the other day that people may bring up? Sure. Like, he's not perfect, but I, I think he he gives them another element as a pass catcher. And so if, if you're getting him in those situations, well, Samaje Piran was good in those situations and could catch and get you the yards that were there, but Evans could get you more than that and, and, and has an, a level of explosion and route running ability. And so if you can get that on the field because he's a good pass protector, that is awesome. So that, I think, would be the most ideal scenario is Evans just continues to develop and goes that route. Brown can obviously carry the ball, but you don't have to rely on him 
to be that pass blocking back. And then Mixon can still be on the field for 55% of snaps. By the way, his trial going into Thursday, we'll, we'll update you tomorrow. I think we're going to know by midday Thursday. You may know by the time you hear this. But, uh, yeah, I think um, I think that would probably be the most ideal scenario. But we're going to need to see more from Chris Evans for that to happen. Yep. And it's hard. There's just limited opportunities in the preseason, yep. like I said. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was Jackson Carmen continued in what I saw from, from camp on Wednesday to work at left tackle, Deontay Smith working at right tackle with that unit again, Cody Ford at left guard, Max Sharping, I think was at center. So they're still working Max Sharping at center, Trey Hill at right guard there on one play that I saw in particular, Trey Hill and Deontay Smith didn't seem to pick up a stunt very well, led to a free rusher camp sample looping around. Not sure what the responsibilities were meant to be on that particular play, but any other notes on the backup offensive line that you've noticed, James? Yeah, shout out to Trey Hill. I sat at his locker talking to a few other offensive linemen, and he was still on the field working on some stuff post-practice. And he came in, and some dudes get very heated if you're sitting at their locker. I know it sounds too – it's like you're just sitting in a chair, you just get up. It's not like you're behind a desk or something, but some dudes do. And he was literally like, no, man, you're good. And I got up, but he acted like it wasn't a big deal at all. So shout out to Trey Hill for that. Um, I'm sure that's not the the – backup offensive line update you were looking for but uh it's the one i'm going to give you that's a that's a tough contested room and mm-hmm. uh one of the things that we can talk about on tomorrow's show is 79 jackson carmen because you want to talk about guys that have a lot to prove those two quarterbacks and that number 79 those might be the three guys that have the most to prove on friday night and you can make arguments for Chris Evans. We talked about that for the sure. center battle where we keep waiting for something to crystallize for the backup centers. There, I saw a picture, all four backup centers, Nate Gilliam, Ben Brown, Trey Hill, Max Sharping were out there working after practice, getting extra work in. Ooh. They have four guys that are, that are trying to figure out center. I mean, that, that's where we are. I, I think that that's like an underrated storyline, backup center. But it is a backup. You, you, know, you know what? Well, it's just it's wild because we're only talking about backups, which is a great it mm-hmm. normally is a great position to be in, uh, except for the running back part is not really backup because um, you're on the field for sure. You know what they say though, Jake? When you have four centers, you have none. <laughs> yep, that go that man. That's that's pretty they trite. Do. I can't believe they, you would say something they, so stale. Yeah, um, yeah they did not say that for those wondering. L- last note on the running backs. The, 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 that occurred to me, because I tweeted about this yesterday, because I think a lot of people thought when the Bengals lost to Maje Pirine that they'd be pretty easy to replace his role. The Bengals opted not to sign any of the many running backs we talked about in free agency that they could have gone after that didn't necessarily get paid very much. Guys like you know Chase Edmonds or mm-hmm. Rashad Penny or Jamal Williams. Like Jamal Williams got a little bit more, but some of these guys got paid less than $2 million. Mm-hmm. And, and there are some guys still out there that we've talked about. And the Bengals weren't interested. They, they wanted Smaj J.P. Ryan back, not at the number that he ended up getting from the Broncos. But then I thought, you know, in 2021, they didn't really have a guy. They had they had Smaj J.P. Ryan, but he wasn't mm-hmm. as consistent as he was in 2022 at that point when he really stepped up his game. And he, and he got better over the course of that year. But it's not like they went into that year feeling like, oh, yeah, we have a guy who can really pass protect. So maybe it's just because 
they they had Samaj J. Piran and he was so good in that role last year that it feels like a bigger deal this year. Maybe it's maybe we're really overstating it. Maybe it is just, you know, five to eight snaps a game in pass protection where you're really talking about a difference. Obviously, a game can turn on any one snap. And if it's a blown protection from a running back, that can definitely torpedo an entire game. But and it's the trust. They they went to a Super Bowl though, like without in that year without having a guy that was clearly and Samaj Piran became that guy without having that guy going into the season. Yeah, sure. He became that guy like for the playoff run was huge. I mm-hmm. mean, it, such a difference maker. I, and, and I get it. I think, I think we realize how valuable that role is now versus the other way because they mm-hmm. haven't been good without, without that, like went on that late season run and, and, that that's it. Right? I mean, that that's part of what sparked them. I mean, Piran was making plays towards the end of that year, and and I don't want to overvalue him, but they just don't. We, we don't know who that guy is. It can't, if it's Chris Evans, great. You know, if it's Chase Brown, great, or Travion Williams, maybe it's going to be a mixture of both. We'll see as as the tide turns. That's another question that needs to get answered. And we'll talk about some of those questions as we preview the Bengals' second preseason game because a lot of these are things that we're going to be watching closely because they're things that will determine who's going to make this team and how good the Bengals are in some of these spots. We've been waiting and waiting to see crystallize and and to get answers to throughout this preseason and throughout training camp. So we'll get that for you tomorrow in our preseason game two preview against the Atlanta Falcons. The Bengals go on the road. That's coming your way tomorrow. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.